Nosferatu is a modern take on Dracula, which dates back to the 1897 novel by Bram Stoker. Okay, ready? Five seconds before the performance. Welcome to Theatre First with Alex First. The play starts with a heartfelt warning from one of the characters that only tragedy puts you on the map. A plea to save ourselves, that's us the audience, as it's too late for her, rings out. Hence begins the tale of an unremarkable mining town in Tasmania beset by evil. It's called Blue Water, and after a chequered history, it's struggling to survive. The land has been poisoned, and investors are desperately needed for the mine to have any hope of continuing. The job of finding them is left to Tom, Keegan Joyce, and Knock, Max Brown, the mayor, who's attracted to the town's doctor, Kate, Sophie Ross. But first, Tom must metaphorically wrestle with his journalist girlfriend, Ellen, Shemita Sibber, so she doesn't spill all the details of an environmental impact report. She reluctantly agrees to hold back before Tom takes off to pursue a promising investment lead in Sydney. His trip to a remote mansion surrounded by woods and shrouded in fog is anything but straightforward. When he finally arrives, he's greeted past midnight by a pale-looking confident man who calls himself the Count, Jacob Collins-Levy. A fortnight later, Tom's awoken by a desperate call from his girlfriend, who has no idea what's become of him. Disorientated and clearly in the grip of something beyond his reckoning, Tom's still with Count Orlock, who he then invites back to Tasmania. After further drama en route, in quick time, Orlock is putting the bite on many of Blue Water's remaining residents. Nosferatu is a modern take on Dracula, which dates back to the 1897 novel by Bram Stoker. That was turned into a silent German expressionist horror film, Nosferatu, in 1922. Playwright Keziah Warner, who admits he doesn't know much about vampires, has clearly been sucked in, creating a dramatic, humorous and seductive piece. Apart from the writing and acting, which I'll get to momentarily, staging is everything. It's here that set and costume designer Romany Harper has done remarkably well. She's created a sprawling set, the backdrop of which is ceiling-to-floor red curtaining, in front of which sits six doors. Also in the room is a heavy boardroom table and some chairs. Mood lighting by Paul Jackson and sound from Kelly Ryle does the rest. It's fair to say that Nosferatu is atmospheric, It immediately drew me in and carries with it no shortage of laughs due to the surfeit of pithy one-liners. Also, it's not without its surprises. Collins Levy is excellent in his portrayal of the suave, controlling Count, never short of answers. He has a great sense of comic timing. I also appreciated the surety in Siver's performance as the hip journo, driven by her instincts to probe further into just what's going down. Joyce readily steps into the role as Tom, a popular and flummoxed nerd caught way out of his depth. Ross brings practicality and suspicion to her persona as Dr. Kate, while Brown is eager to please as Nock. Nosferatu is nothing if not creative. It's certainly engaging and entertaining, although I did feel it dragged a tad before reaching its climax. Ten or fifteen minutes could readily have been shaved off once it was established what Count Orlock was up to in Blue Water. Still, the lion's share of the piece, directed by Bridget Belotus, has spark and sizzle, and is bloody good fun. It's playing at Maryland Theatre at Malthouse Theatre in Melbourne 
until the 5th of March 2023. You've been listening to Theatre First with Alex First. Available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio or your favourite podcast player. You can also stream on demand at Bytes.com. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.